2: On the Bechdel cast, the question's asked, if movies have women in them? Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's and vast, start changing it with the Bechdel
1: cast.
3: Hello and welcome to the Bechtel cast. My name is Caitlin Durante. My name is Jamie Loftus. And oh. Oh, no, please. <laughs> and we talk about the representation of women in film on our podcast that you're listening to right now.
2: Mm hmm. What do we do? We use the Bechtel test, yeah, first of all. It is as, a as metric as a mm-hmm. made by uh, Allison Bechtel, sometimes called the Bechtel Wallace test that requires a piece of media uh, have two female-identified characters with names talking to each other about something other than a man for more than two lines of dialogue. Wow, should we test it out? Let's do it.
3: Okay, hey, Jamie. Hey, Caitlin. Did you know that I regularly misuse the word whenever? No. Because I do, and our fans tell me about it all the time. (laughs) Wait, what way are you using it? Um, I think I use it when I should just be saying the word when... But oh. the, but I say whenever
2: honestly I think you should get dragged for a free product that anyone can listen to, um, <laughs> and absolutely don't even need to weigh in. But I'm you I mean I, th- I think it's very useful. Yes. Do you feel I, bad about yourself? No. Oh good. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Then the internet's not doing its job if you don't
3: feel like absolute garbage. That's true. So everyone yeah. should you know try harder to step make it up. Upset. I mean really Roaster. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't. It uh, passes the vital test. It does.
2: <laughs> cool.
3: So We're we talk- get
2: Down to damn business. We're talking about. representation of uh women in scary families Scar- scary families mm-hmm. uh specifically
3: the Adams family so today we're covering the film from 91 we have mm-hmm. guests we sure do. multiple plural they've both been on the podcast before separately but they're here together because they're the co-hosts of Nerdificent mm-hmm. it's Danny Fernandez and Ify Wadiway. hey yes. hi welcome Long back
1: friends foretold crime. Crossover it finally finally. Yes, it yeah, Here it is. <laughs> we Welcome. This time, though. During Spooktober. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, what are you guys' history with the this franchise? Uh Danny, let's start with Oh you. my gosh, I'm obsessed. I tweet <laughs> about
4: Morticia and Gomez more than any normal person should. <laughs> um right. I also have a bunch of artwork of them at in my apartment. Oh, right. So I have like above my bed, I had forever, I moved it, but it was a picture of Gomez. Like swooping swooping? What is a dance move where they're Ooh,
1: dip, dip dip
4: there. Thank it's a dip. you, Iffy. It's a He's dip. swooping. He's <laughs> dipping Morticia and has like his face like in her neck. And I'm like, I don't want any guy in this bed that isn't doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's like <laughs> as Set a representation. Uh-huh. And then like right when you walk into my place, I have a picture of him like kissing her hand. So yeah,
3: I'm obsessed Aww. with
4: the them. And uh, that is their goals. They are
3: goals, mm-hmm. what I aspire relationship to goals, find. right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. terrific. Iffy, mm-hmm. what about
1: you? Yeah, yeah, you know, watched Adam's Family like everyone else, you know, thought it was good franchise, fun show. The cartoon was fun. Mm. I think now my relationship with uh, you know, the Adam's Family is every woman I have a crush on looks like Morticia or <laughs> like cosplaying Morticia or Wednesday, you sure. know, uh-huh. any variation of the two. Okay, uh, just getting into that, beautiful.
2: Jamie, what it's no about you? time of year? I'm I'm like a long time fan. We had a we had a book of the comics at my house. I don't know who it belonged to, but like the comics and the illustration style of Charles Adams, I really 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 loved when I was younger. I weirdly, I think I've only seen this movie one time before, but I remember they used to show like repeats of the TV show on TV Land, Mm -hmm. and I was deep into that. Deeply unfunny television show. Loved it, (laughs) (laughs) loved, loved, loved. I love a laugh track, I live for it. But this was my first time seeing the movie in, I mean, at least a decade, and it was so lovely to revisit. Yeah. Uh, What's your history with the Adams Family?
3: well this might be a wild thing for me to admit but I had never seen this movie nor its sequel Adam's Mm. Family Values Um, but like I'm familiar with all of the characters like I knew about Morticia, I knew about Wednesday, I knew about Cousin It, like all the whole the hand it, They've infiltrated our cultural zeitgeist. It is like
2: a cultural osmosis kind of thing. Yeah. yeah,
3: but I I was watching and I was like and I thought I had seen it but I was like, "Wait a minute, I've never seen this movie." <laughs> uh but it was a delight. Uh and we're focusing on the first one from 91, but you know, if if anyone has any thoughts on the sequel, uh by all means, share them.
1: It's so funny because I always forget Gomez is Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Because I always remember Raul Julia as M. Bison from uh, the Street Fighter that's movie. Wow! Oh. And the fact that that was his last film that he's yeah. done in his life. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. dedicated to him at the end. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, I listened to the credits. And that's all I think of when I was like, no, he <laughs> that was a way better performance as him as Gomez. But for some reason... To see him. I mean. That was Tuesday timeless. for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was going to say, the original
2: Gomez was also John Astin, who's
1: yes. Sean Astin's
4: dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I love a, I love an acting dynasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. scary. makes me mad. But <laughs> I'll, I like it. I'll allow it. Uh, I wanted to point out two things just about values,
4: out of family values, mm-hmm. bef- because we're just focusing on the first one. I do love that both of the movies had a female villain. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then Pubert, their son, <laughs> uh, who's like a tiny Gomez, uh-huh. is actually a girl. Whoa. They're two twin
3: girls. Oh. Mm-hmm. Inter- they just like they put little baby mustaches yep. on. Yep. <laughs> love. Yeah.
4: So I- technically, they pass a Bechdel test just with the. <laughs> true. <laughs> with their cooing of to course. each other. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a. Uh, you know what? Babies are so androgynous, it turns yeah. out. yeah <laughs> Um, should I just dive into the recap? I'm looking up a picture of pubert and pubert's so I cute. know.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. Gotta see the second one. I also read that the second one is supposed to be like the better movie, but it just didn't well, make any Well, that's the
1: one. It was funny because going into it, I was thinking I was watching the second, but I was like, oh no, the, the, the first one is event. different. Because I was like, oh wait, <laughs> this is a fake fester, fake fester alert. Um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Yeah, the second one was slapped super hard because, yeah, the camp scene and mm-hmm. Wednesday uh, appropriating Native American culture was super oh, yeah. hot back in the day. I was <laughs> but like, then yeah. also,
3: like, making a statement about yeah, how right, like, yeah. we shouldn't, like, colonizers shouldn't have yeah. done that to I mean, indigenous very people.
1: Right? Yeah. Just like a <laughs> woke white woman with dreads. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, God, I don't right. know what to do with you. <laughs>
4: Also, like, who are their parents that one of them is Latino and the other is white? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm like, what is this family? Like, you know, Gomez and then there's Fester. And I'm like, clearly he's adopted. Someone's adopted. What is happening here?
3: Okay, Latinx uh, icon. Yes, uh, I'm gonna dive into the recap and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we meet this kooky, spooky family, <laughs> the Adams family. Uh, the the patriarch, if you will, is Gomez Adams. His, w- his wife, his wife is Morticia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Angelica Houston, of course. Oh, she's um, so this. Her she's mother is Granny, played by Judith Malina, not to be confused
2: with. Alfred Alfred Molina Molina. (laughs) although he's a chameleon could have played the role he could have played literally any character in this film he would have actually been a great fake fester yeah
3: oh totally Absolutely. damn it Um, and then there are two children, Wednesday, Adams, uh, Christina Ricci, of course, and Pugsley. There's a detached hand called Thing that lives with them. He's their pet? I'm not sure. Or who knows? It's, unclear. it's kind of like
4: a butler, and also, to be sorry, honest. Yeah.
3: But then they also have a butler, Oh yeah, Lurch. Lurch.
2: Sometimes you need two butlers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they all live together in this huge, creepy house, and they love anything that's dark and morbid. So 25 years ago, Gomez lost his brother Fester, and every year the family has done a seance to try to bring him back. Meanwhile, the Adams family lawyer, Tully Alford, played by uh, Dan Hydea, mm-hmm. uh, and his wife, his wife, Margaret, they're financially desperate and they're trying to figure out a way to get some of the Adams family fortune because they are inexplicably very wealthy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I like how the story is like, we don't need to explain why. Yeah. Well, because none of them have jobs. And they, and they go out of the way to remind you that none of them have jobs. So you're just like, they're just an independently wealthy, scary family. hmm Yeah. I guess. So one of Tully's clients, Mrs.
3: Craven, pays them a visit to collect a debt that Tully owes her. And Mrs. Craven's son, Gordon, Christopher Lloyd, looks a lot like a photo of the long-lost Fester Adams. Mm-hmm. So they decide to have Gordon pretend to be Fester, as a way to try to get the Adams money.
1: Quick question: mm-hmm. Is Mrs. Craven that's the Murder She Wrote, right?
3: No, isn't Murder yeah. She Wrote Angela Lansbury? Yeah, mm-hmm. then yeah. no, that's not her. Yeah,
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> was that your runaway roundabout ra- 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 way of asking if it was Angela Lansbury? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Love you it. know, murder she wrote. Murder <laughs> she
1: wrote. I always forget her name, but now I know it's Angela Lansbury.
2: There it is, <laughs> Mrs. Potts. And um, when we say Fester is missing, he's like literally missing. Like right. Thing. He's not. He's in the Bermuda Triangle. They're saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we're
1: talking Fester, I do have to take one quick second for us to put some respect on the game where you held the two metal things that would vibrate super hard. <laughs> <laughs> And then smoke would come out of his mouth. At
4: Dave and Buster's? Yeah, Yeah, it scared me
1: for so long as a child because I thought it was really electrocuting you. (laughs) I was like, I don't think I can handle all those vaults. (laughs)
3: Um, So the family does their annual seance and Gordon, as Fester, shows up pretending to have been summoned by the seance, along with Mrs. Craven, who is pretending to be a German psychologist who is like
1: helping Fester. By the way, that's a hat on the hat. They, she didn't have to do that. She just wanted right, to she some, just she, wanted she's, wanted she's like, to I wanna like... do some sneaking around too.
3: She's like, I took an improv <laughs>
2: class. <Yeah.
1: laughs> it's like I gotta get some use out of this okay. forty dollar improv menu, Right, like... That
2: increases the likelihood of them getting caught by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh.
1: I I might even go as far to say the reason they were suspicious was because she was there. <laughs> right. Like, why is she here? Mm-hmm
3: she's like well i just practiced this german accent for so long i have to use it
2: i'm classically trained
3: <laughs> so then fake fester settles into the adams house but tells the family that he can only stay for a week because he has to get back to the bermuda triangle uh, wednesday adams is suspicious of him immediately but everyone else especially gomez is like delighted to see him and he asks fester for forgiveness for betraying him in their past because there's this whole thing where gomez wooed these twins flora and fauna uh because he was just super jealous of fester's charm Uh, but fester can't seem to remember anything from their childhood like the secret password or the combination to the vault or how to remove this like finger trap thing so now gomez suspects this man to be an imposter and gets very
2: upset and he's crashing his model trains together mm. love the model train that's like a carryover from the tv series too he's just a tra- yeah he was a yeah, trains guy mm-hmm. mm. is a-
3: and
4: also the guy that's in it that looks out and sees him
2: that's the director
3: oh barry oh. Sonnenfeld. uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> Fun. yeah. Um, So fake Fester knows that they are on to him, but he still hasn't found the family fortune. And then his mom, Mrs. Craven, who's pretending to be the doctor, shows up and convinces Gomez that he's experiencing displacement, which is why he's angry and thinks Fester is a fraud and everyone believes her so Gomez once again is like is convinced that Fester this guy is his real brother Poor God, <laughs> well how are they so
2: rich for the fact that they can get duped so easily yeah. I know. right <laughs> duped and unduped just as oh uh, yeah He's Gomez is just an impressionable guy he wants to believe the best yeah. it's true yeah it's true uh,
3: meanwhile fake Fester is bonding with the children Wednesday and Pugsley and he helps them with their performance at the school play and everything Everyone is excited about Fester again, and he's starting to feel like part of the Adams family. But his mom is like, I'm your family. You got to get out of there, find the money, and run. So the family throws Fester this big ball, and the whole Adams clan is invited. Iconic cousin It uh-huh. is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as Fester is getting ready and talking to his mom about getting into the vault, Wednesday walks in on them and she's like, I knew it, you're a fake and then he chases after her, but he can't find her, no one can find her, and then he goes to the ball and pretends everything is normal. There's a whole dance sequence. (laughs) Oh terrific. Great dance. Lamushka.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That whole party is just so good and yeah. I feel like it takes place in this world like there were a lot of good scary dances in the 90s in movies mm-hmm. like ca- <laughs> the ca- the dance in Casper yeah. like was sure. another big scary oh, dance yeah. that in a, like an old creaky mansion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> loved it yep. loved it And then
3: after a while, the family realizes that Wednesday has disappeared, so they go out to find her, and when they come back to the house, their lawyer, Tully, has seized the house and issued a restraining order saying that it now belongs to their oldest living relative, Fester, and that he's still bitter about Gomez's betrayal regarding Flora and Fauna. So now the family is banished from their home and they're despondent. They try to integrate into society <laughs> that, that doesn't work out very well for them. Meanwhile, Fester, now that he has the house to himself, he and his mom and Tali are all trying to break into the vault to get the money, but they can't figure out how. And Fester seems to like miss the Adamses. Oh. So we're like, hmm, what's going on there? And then Morticia sneaks out and goes back to the house. But uh, Mrs. Craven and Tully tie her up to get the information about how to access the vault. And then Gomez shows up to rescue her and Fester doesn't want to hurt the is because maybe he is one of them actually mm-hmm. and then his mom is like I should have left you where I found you and yeah, then we're yeah. all like what and then Fester's like you're a terrible mother and then he unleashes a hurricane on them <laughs> that lives in a book uh, which also electrocutes Fester with a bolt of lightning which restores his memory and it turns out that Mrs. Craven had kidnapped Fester 25 years ago but he got amnesia and he didn't remember that he was in fact a member of the Adamses I totally
4: forgot this. I don't know. I was watching it on on my plane on the way here, and I I (laughs) totally skipped over that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So he is by blood or maybe adopted, but he was raised as an Adams. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. And that ending confirms this total fact, which is... Fester can grow hair. He just shaves it
2: off. Yeah. <laughs> right. No.
1: He just shaves it off.
2: I didn't even think
3: it's about a that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a choice a to choice be bald.
1: To,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> Which is a bald <laughs> choice always. Sure. There, oh, man. I honestly, like, I forgot the entire what happens in this mm-hmm. movie. And I was floored by the twist. I was like, wait, that's <laughs> it's what we thought <laughs> at the beginning? I loved it. I know. It was beautiful. I yeah. loved it. And that means that Gomez's purity of heart is actually the right thing to do, because he, right, he was right all along. Yeah, he's, yeah.
3: he's actually very intuitive, as yeah. it turns yeah. out.
2: Yeah, he knows his brother. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's
3: take a quick break and then we'll come right back. Mm-hmm.
6: Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Annabe, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices.
2: And we're back. Oh, that was kind of a, a, a spooky. And we're Ugh, back. We're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do we want to start with this film? Uh, we've got an embarrassment of riches here. There's so <laughs> there's so many fun female characters. It's Should we true. just start with Morticia? Let's do it. She's great. She,
3: I mean, an icon.
2: <laughs> she is. is this is weird that I like. She, I, lo- I love that she's uh, both very much in charge, but is also very soft-spoken. I feel like you don't get characters yeah, like I, that a
1: lot. I will say that because I remember watching this and be like, oh, I don't remember her voice being that high-pitched. But I think you watch it, forget, and then you see pictures, and it's like, oh, she must have a deep voice because she commands so much power. Right. Uh, but yeah, no. that's An-
4: a- Angelica uh, Houston, she actually didn't base it off of the original mm-hmm. uh, Morticia. She based it off of Grey Gardens. Oh wow. Wow. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Not Yeah, that's how she came up with how she was acting in wow. uh... Wild. But I mean, they kept yeah. some of the things, like they kept the ro- her clipping the roses, like mm-hmm. that's from the show. Okay. But I think she wanted a different take that was more true to ha- her, like what she thought she
3: could bring to it. Yeah, I mean, it's such a like the jokes that she delivers, which are a lot of them, with her performance, it ends up being this like deadpan delivery, yes. and it's so funny and it's mm-hmm. so great. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. As far as her character, so well, first of all, she's
2: a horny icon, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. very sex positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, her and Gomez, like their relationship is great. Yeah, that's why
1: I, I was watching this. I was like, I'm the right man for the job. You got the uh, the horny lord of comedy, uh, Ify way I <laughs> uh, hear. Checking in, clocking in. Uh, is that really a nickname know. you gave yourself? Yeah, yeah it's or, one oh, I gave okay. myself. <laughs>
2: just hoping it catches on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. just feel free to uh, you know tag me, call me. What that was it? Horny Lord, Lord of, of, comedy. of
2: Comedy. All right.
1: That's gonna be the movie I come out with with three other horny comics. Uh, <laughs> the Horny Lords, Lords of, of Comedy. comedy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's your like national tour. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like it was like oh man, did you check out the horny lords of comedy? I mean, if set was good, but D L Hughley, uh kind of weak, not horny enough. <laughs>
4: no. I had tweeted about Gomez. I was like, I want someone like him. And by that, I mean a Latino millionaire that can talk to the dead. Because I was (laughs) like, that's just so on brand for me. Mm Oh, man. uh, The thing that I love about, I know we're talking about Morticia. The thing I like about Gomez, though, is that he's okay with male affection. Yes. Like, I love that. I love, like, he kisses Fester, which, like, Mm -hmm. catches him off guard. But he's very, like, he cries openly. He worships his wife. Yeah. Like, I just love love all of that yeah but i love that they're super sex positive
3: yeah he's like very emotionally open and vulnerable yeah. and by contrast like maybe morticia to a lesser extent just because she's like hey kids you should keep trying to kill each other more yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like this i like that i feel dynamic. like that like that subverts like a lot of mom tropes that For we get sure. in all the time of just like the mom has to be i mean not that morticia isn't nurturing she's very mm-hmm. supportive of her kids But, like, the, you know, emotionally more forward one where it seems like Gomez is kind of the – has that role in the family of Mm -hmm. expressing – I mean, and even, like, when it seems like Fester isn't his brother after all or the Fester that they're given isn't – you know, he's, like, devastated and, like, openly devastated and doesn't hide it. And I also like that the movie doesn't try to make it seem silly that, uh, like, a man is expressing his emotions Mm -hmm. too because I feel like sometimes when male characters in movies do – it's framed by the movie as like, oh, how embarrassing for them. Yeah, How pathetic or uh, something like that. But for that. Gomez, it's just like a part of the story and it like it makes sense and it's so... It's I love good.
4: that the, the main women in the family are very level-headed. So like Morticia mm-hmm. and Wednesday, you mm-hmm. know, like Morticia always keeps her cool even when Gomez is freaking out. And the same with Wednesday, like she's just so... Same thing. She's deadpan. Mm-hmm. She like definitely wears the pants between her and Pugsley and is always... <laughs> <laughs> like he... That's her little guinea pig
2: right and by extension it doesn't seem to bother the the men either they're yeah. not like hey stop that like pugsley's like yeah electrocute me like he's- <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just- <laughs> he doesn't care it's fun
3: <laughs> i mean yeah i know we're all over the place we'll, we'll get to every character we'll okay. give them all their due time but like just to piggyback off what you were saying danny about the the two siblings wednesday and pugsley like First of all, Wednesday is the first and kind of only one who's like very immediately suspicious of a very suspicious scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and Two she, imposters. So, right, so I don't know if that's like kind of playing to like the women's intuition trope or if it's just that she's really smart and observant that's what i choose to believe is happening i think so yeah um so yeah she's super smart and curious and observant um i would say that she's the more developed more active and better remembered character Uh than pugsley oh for sure i like that she's given a like specific academic interest she like loves the bermuda triangle Mm -hmm. and she studies it
2: and um, she like studies her like her, she has an interest in her family mm-hmm. when she brings up uh, Calpurnia, right, <laughs> right? Right on. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, she's you know she's digging it. Like I yeah, Wednesday's the coolest. She also talks way more than Pugsley. She has far more
3: lines of dialogue, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think is uh, unusual for. Also, I don't know how old
4: Christina Ricci was, but like, damn, I was watching like she was so good. Yeah. <laughs> she was on par with
2: the adults in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she was 11 when this movie came out. Wow, it's insane. Yeah, she's and then and then she you know got like pigeonholed in the, in the scary 90s movies for a while cuz she was yeah, in Casper. Casper. <laughs> and she's also perfect in Casper. Right. <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about Wednesday oh. or go back to Morticia or what should we oh, do? Oh gosh. Um I'm just
3: excited. I know, it's just so exciting. Um so yeah, let's let's return back to Morticia for a, a moment. My big thing with her as it relates to the narrative is mm-hmm. so toward the end they've been banished from their house and Morticia is the one who's like, this isn't right i'm gonna go do something about this so she's the one who like sneaks out takes the initiative and goes back to their home in an effort to correct the injustice that's been brought upon them this um is so annoying but
2: this is she like... gets
3: immediately captured and damseled and like tied to a slab
2: and so she doesn't get to accomplish anything which no. is very frustrating which does and that yeah that's like a shitty tropey thing the only good thing about that is that she they that they, they, they get kinky about the slab that's true. <laughs> Which is fun. Well, because Gomez it? has to come in and rescue her. And it's... then they get horny in regards to this lab. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they could
3: have capitalized on that opportunity to, like, have her go try to do something and then accomplish something. And maybe, like, whether or not she's completely successful... Whatever, but the fact that she doesn't even get to do anything because she's immediately captured and then has to be rescued—that was uh, she also got a job
4: and Gomez didn't, right? Yes, yes, Gomez
3: was like sitting around watching TV. Yeah, he was super depressed, and then she went out and, and I became think, a teacher. A teacher,
2: yeah, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> which is a great scene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mean I don't know. I I wasn't sure what to make of the her getting a job in Gomez not. I feel like it sort of made sense for the story like it was like it seemed like he was suffering depression and she was like, well, I need to go make money because our financial situation is intentionally obscured mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to serve the plot. Right. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I that didn't super, super bother me. And I also think it's it's like, especially in the early 90s, like the mom being the breadwinner is actually kind of like a little bit. Subversive. Yeah.
3: And then we also get to see like the interview process where yes. like, uh, the interviewee's is great. like, oh, so you, you've been a homemaker and you're trying to reenter the workforce. That's actually pretty normal mm-hmm. right now. Um, where'd you go to college? And then she's like, tutors, what was your major? Spells and hexes. And She's like, we'll say liberal arts. And I was like, oh, the comedy in this movie. So funny. But yeah, I actually liked that Like, we see her be the one to like go out and uh, get a job and try to support the family.
2: She's very often the one to find the solution for a problem and it's just like, I don't know, her and Gomez have such like a functional good relationship where when there's a problem, they split up their responsibilities and one of them solves the problem. It's pretty easy. Like mm-hmm. when Wednesday goes missing in that weird sequence where she ends up sleeping on a grave and then they're like, well, anyways, next scene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gomez solves that one. What was that? Does anyone know why, why that happened? She runs away to escape Fester because
3: she got caught finding out that Fester is an imposter. Again. She, she had suspected it. it, but then this is her confirming it because she walks right. in on the, Gordon the makeup and process, mommy, Right, yeah. the shaving of the head. Yes. the rim, so. Dead giveaway. <laughs> and then so she runs away to avoid like being hunted down by them. Right. Yeah, that's how that happened. But yeah, I mean, similar to wednesday being suspicious about fester you see morticia being eventually suspicious as well like she you can just sense that she's not quite as on board as gomez is because gomez has like been blinded by the excitement of Mm -hmm. fester returning and he like cannot look at anything rationally but morticia's like I'm happy that he's home, but also this is a
2: bit sus. Well, yeah. she she takes him out to the graveyard and, like, warns him of, like, right. hey, just so you know, if you fuck with us, you'll be in one of these graves. And then, like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay. So she's a little suspicious. But yeah. like, <laughs> you know, she, like, gives him a stern – she's like, Christopher Lloyd – don't fuck with my But family. also,
4: this is the most, I love this family. They're the most confusing. Because it's clear that they want to die. Yeah. But yet they, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. don't fuck with us. But then it was like cyanide, like we'd run out. Right. You know? And it's just like, you know, they clearly, I, I kept running into that with the Adams Family values because they were upset they kept trying to kill the kid, even though they wanted their kids to try and kill each other. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is so and they like had a had a background process for the nanny, and I'm just like, why? Don't you want? Oh, they're just they're very. Confusing. Maybe, sure. maybe it's
1: uh, family yeah, so rules idea. where it's like where it's like we can kill each other, but right. strangers can't. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that they there's so many rules of the Adams family universe that just are blatantly unexplained to the point right. where it didn't even occur to me to question them because it's just like canon, like. Eh. <laughs> we don't know why no one else is scary. They, and it's also, I'm like, how old are they? We don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're, they might be immortal. But, but then also K- could be we don't know. Of, hard to say <laughs> yeah the wife
4: oh I forgot her name Tully's wife oh
2: I think um, her name Abigail, is Abigail right mm. I, I know, know, love the Margaret?
4: fact that he doesn't respect her so she left his ass yeah <laughs> you know um also short guys do win look I date short guys she went for a guy <laughs> shorter than her so, cousin it yeah. yeah cousin it because he treated her well see that's that's what we want. That's true.
3: Mm-hmm. Cousin also, It's very respectful.
1: We don't know what happens when he flips that hair up. He can I be know. like shredded. He's
3: straight. <laughs> Shred- he's all dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what he is. He's just
4: all dick. See, I, here's what I dick choose.
3: Dick covered to believe. in hair. <laughs> I choose to believe that even though he pronouns are used for Cousin It, and I also think are used for. He pronouns are used for thing, thing. the yeah. hand. I think that they are both genderless, non-binary icons. Yeah. But, Ooh. you know,
2: that's just my head canon. I had one more thing on Morticia before we moved on yeah. from her was I liked that scene where she goes to Wednesday school. This is when we find out where uh, that Wednesday has made like a school project about her great aunt Calpurnia, who was burned as a witch in mm-hmm. 1706. Mm-hmm. They said she danced naked in the town square and enslaved the minister. But uh, I like that they're in this space where Morticia is being set up by the teacher to like be worried about her daughter and like call her weird and say like, oh, something is wrong. Yeah. And Morticia just, I don't know, it's weird because it is. She does know what's happening, but she just totally steamrolls it, very calmly, and she's just like, oh yeah, isn't that the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> My daughter is so great. And right. then the teacher is just like. Like the teachers just (laughs) Pokemon stunned, (laughs) they move on. Like I, there's like she has a lot of moments like that where you know she knows what's going on, but she's like not even going to get into an argument about it, and she's so like cool and collected that no one ever challenges her. It's Mm -hmm. the it's aspirational. I Morticia is so great. She's great. The
3: movie though, both this and its sequel are the stories are focused. I would say largely on the relationship between fester and gomez mm-hmm. so even though we have these great female characters the narrative is focused on like the patriarch of the family and then his brother you know that i found especially maybe sure that's the first movie sequel could have been about something more focused on morticia which actually they hire a nanny because morticia is like I would like to pursue some interests outside of the home. And we're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. cool. But then she never does anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that was um, the big frustration for me for Adam's family values. But um, yeah, both movies are about like, they're focusing on these male relationships. So the female characters end up being more supporting roles rather than, you know, the heroes of the story, the you know, and it's an ensemble cast, but yeah. um, the focus is still on men and male f- relationships.
2: Which is kind of funny because I think, like, the iconic characters from this franchise are two female characters. Mortician <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. 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 So, like, in spite of the way that these movies are are written, it's still, like... Cream rises to the top, although I love Gomez so much, too. Pugsy can kind of, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) 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 fuck He's, like, the least
4: cosplayed character. Right. (laughs) I, I do think that it's weird that it's the same, like, story. I almost feel like the studio, because it's about fester essentially listening to a woman who takes him away from his family mm-hmm. that's like both stories right? like I just found because I watched them back to back mm-hmm. the other night and I was like this is like the same thing he's listening to a woman that wants to take him away from his family like it's right. just fascinating to me like being on the other side of it now that the studio wouldn't be like hey so maybe let's change this more <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they're like
2: worked the first time let's see
3: what yeah, happens yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't
1: fix that thing
3: and <laughs> it is cool that like you have parents parity between men and women as far as like there are female villains in both movies mm-hmm. and then like also in the first movie like tully ends up being irredeemable but then also like fester who is in on the scheme in the first place because he doesn't know that he's actually an Adams. he ends up being redeemable so it's like there's nice a nice balance there like we all, i always like to see a female villain assuming mm-hmm. they're handled responsibly
2: which is when i think mostly it is i like, think she's a good female like because you're always worrying like oh is this going to be a female villain that is like, relegated to only using her sexuality as a weapon, or like what? But, but, uh, this is a, I mean, Abigail is a goofy villain, right? Major goof <laughs> vibes. And then there's also, uh, that bizarre, like, that sexual tension between her and Fester that you're like, huh. yeah. Oh, where she, well, <laughs> yeah. there are all those scenes where she's getting real close and she's like, you know, I mean, to she's shaving his head, she's shaving him. <laughs> She's shaving him down to, you know, his skin and being like, tell mommy you love her. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah.
3: Scary. There's also, I mean, this is maybe a stretch, but I feel like there's the light suggestion that the villain who is a woman in the first movie is so baby crazy that she will kidnap an adult man <laughs> and raise him as her son. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I did pick up on that. well. <laughs> I was like,
3: um, okay. But it is very funny to me that Fester would have been an adult when she found him. And then she's like, but you're, you're I'm your mommy.
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> your mommy. I'm your mommy now.
3: Going back a little bit to Gomez and how he is this really sensitive father, I think by that same token, one of the things that endears us to fester is that he takes an interest in the children in like this very nurturing role. Yeah. um, Because nurturing relationships like that with children are usually relegated to female characters. So the fact that it's, uh, we get to see this random uncle who's been gone for (laughs) 25 years, who would have never met those children (laughs) was like, yeah, but you're nice and I like you and
2: let's, I'm going to teach you about scabs, which, by the way, Jamie, I know it's a topic of interest. Does you know it's it's getting to be Halloween, and we have to reevaluate once again. Does Beetlejuice come wet scabs or dry scabs? Dry scabs or Thoughts? no scabs? Thoughts? Thoughts? No, we don't. <laughs> We're so are. sorry to we bring you We don't talk into about this. no scabs. It's definitely scabs.
1: So, so sort of you're moved. so sure that Beetlejuice comes scabs?
2: Yes, in the re in in how do you how do you talk about this mathematically? based on the assumption which we've deduced to be mostly true that <laughs> beetlejuice comes scabs do you think that beetlejuice would come wet scabs think like like a laser jet printer printing a lot of full color photos or dry scabs which would be like a deck of tarot cards being shuffled
4: Do you remember the commercial in the '90s for creepy crawlers? Mm -hmm. That's what I think he comes like (laughs) those jelly little crawly spiders that you could like bake in a the boys' equivalent of an Easy Bake oven or whatever they had. So you're saying wet,
2: but also hot
4: no they were, like, they were like they were like they were like gummies like a gummy it was a, a gummi- gummy oh so, you put it in the scabs thing. are
2: out of the equation
4: okay yeah I'm sorry he comes creepy crawlers <laughs> mm,
3: I'm gonna see how there's that. boys that's on the cover that's unfortunately not canon do
4: you Danny? see <laughs> <It's> that there's <laughs> boys though just... when clearly I owned one of these oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: see I, wow. I do want to uh, you know quote uh my my algebra teacher and say show your work because i need to know how we got to the scabs i've got um, i mean
2: i've got uh, first of all look at the man he's covered in scabs he's <laughs> that is true. covered in scabs that's we true. have no reason to believe that he wouldn't come scabs
1: i'm more we can honestly claim- he comes pus
2: comes. Okay. wow! Yeah. Okay, you guys. Uh, this uh, is not canon. Really, uh, thanks for playing, <laughs> oh, okay. everyone. Right. But wow. try again next year. He definitely <laughs> comes scabs.
1: All right. When when I when we have the writer of Beetlejuice <laughs> on Nerdificent and we wow.
2: ask all our loyal listeners oh who send in their pictures every year with their team dry scabs and team wet scabs oh. T-shirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: a whole pus. team pus. Rise up! Mm. But the no the shirts T- B- for you. No B- shirts. Don't, don't be layers. afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid to compass
3: the, the scab there's a book about scabs in this movie and is. flipping through it and it's, it's oh, one yeah. of the ways that Fester bonds with the, his niece and nephew have you ever smelled
1: your scabs before oh my god <laughs> okay, when I was a kid so... I used to think they smelled so good my Ew. scabs oh, oh what do so they smell
3: gross. we gotta take a break <laughs> please <laughs> but we'll come right back <laughs>
6: It's backed by a 30 day satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at Anabay.com. That's A N A B E I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
5: M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&M's by your side. Relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcast as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day.
3: And we're back. And we're back. And we're gonna. But so, what did the scab smell? Like oh no, here? we oh, cannot. We, <laughs> I refuse. I'm gonna cut this out. <laughs> Leave it in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is important Halloween discourse.
3: <laughs> One of the last things I wanted to, to bring up is so, and Danny, you touched on this uh, a bit as well, but um, Gomez, the character and the actor who plays him, Raul Julia, are Latinx. Mm-hmm. There's an article in. Teen Vogue by writer Ella Serone entitled The Adams Family's Gomez Adams was my first glimpse of Latinx representation. Uh, and I just have a few quotes that I'd like to read from that. Um there was gomez adams he was the first time i ever saw my own dad reflected back to me on a big screen the prevalence of solid latinx fathers in pop culture is meager now for every jane the virgin storyline there are also many more stereotypes floating around feeding into the narrative of machismo and patriarchy that so many of us are trying now to course correct in 1991 when the first adams family movie first debuted appropriate representation was rarer still no, Gomez was not a realistic father per se. The family pet was a disembodied hand, but he was a devoted one. The fact, and here's another quote uh, from the same article, the fact that Gomez was played by a Latinx actor was not lost on me either. Julia accentuated his Puerto Rican accent and, and speech patterns in order to heighten the character's theatricality. With all due respect to John Aston and Tim Curry, who have also played the character, All other interpretations of Gomez were aberrations in my mind. I understood Gomez to be Latinx like my dad because that is what I knew. And he still is now that Oscar Isaac is voicing him in the new animated movie, which is why we are covering this uh, Adam's Family right now because of the new animated movie Mm -hmm. that's coming out. So uh, I thought that was worth mentioning um, because of the little and not good representation generally of uh, Latinx characters in
4: media i love the fact that they did keep oscar isaac and i think i can't predict the the future but i think that he he will stay um Mm -hmm. not oscar i wish that they had a live action of him to be honest i
2: I, kind of wish this weren't a cartoon but
4: i think gomez (laughs) will stay latinx like for the next decade at least i mean his name is gomez right (laughs) uh but in my mind i'm like so is wednesday latina Mm. um possibly i don't know um, I'm it gonna, we're, like, gonna yeah. we're gonna yeah. we're
2: gonna claim her that's yeah. great Chloe Grace Moretz is out
1: right cause she's who voices Wednesday you know, we and, rewrite it yes instead of Wednesday she's miracle now
3: <laughs> um. <laughs> Nice. Um, I,
1: the whole time trying to do that joke, I was uh, remembering the song I learned in Spanish class. Of the days <laughs> of the week: it was, lunes, martes, miércoles, viernes, uh, uh, uh.
4: So, what? Lunes, 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 martes, March, <laughs> martes, <laughs> Yeah, you don't. That's the song.
1: See, mine was lunes, martes, miércoles, viernes. The fourth one. <laughs> Sabado Domingo, the days of the week. Wow, I can't believe I forget Friday. Very... No,
4: you
3: said Friday. W- really? Viernes. Viernes. Oh, huh. so what's Thursday?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I've straightened sc- oh. oh, that's why i like let it. Miraculous Jueves Viernes. Sabado Domingo, the days of the week. Beautiful. Wow. Someone's probably this like is... cramming for their Spanish final. And then they're listening to this. They're like, oh my
3: gosh, yes. that saved me. <laughs> Yes. You're welcome, everybody.
1: <laughs> Senora, Senora Martinez, can I listen to podcasts while I take this test? <laughs> so okay, funny. whatever it takes. We have so many
3: seventh graders <laughs> taking <laughs> Intro I'm to Spanish <laughs> as well, our it's listeners. Really our main market <laughs> at yeah, this yeah. point, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, one of the last things I wanted to say was, um, I think it's very cool to see female characters like Morticia and Wednesday. Being interested in, like, dark, morbid things, because most movies are showing women and girls being interested in things that are, like, very traditionally feminine, which is great, uh, but the fact that we only see that and the fact that that's, like, a societal expectation, you know, it's whatever, but... You know, I just like to see Morticia and Wednesday. They, like, love death.
2: Yeah. Well, that was something I wanted to bring up as well, just because I was trying to research how the um – how the adaptations have differed, and it seems like this is the uh, adaptation that really like did the most right. And actually, as we see on this podcast all the time, where like adaptations are done lazily or poorly, or and do a disservice to their female characters. This actually does a pretty cool job of reversing some of the uh, more tropey female roles that are present in the TV series, mm-hmm. um, where Morticia doesn't really have the same. Presence and parody in the household as she does in this movie. And also, um, because Wednesday is like very morbid and I think very similar to the Christina Ricci character in the original cartoons, but in the TV series, she was kind of like femmed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They make her more girly, they make her more cutesy, and they kind of strip her of those really dark Mm -hmm. um, like interests that Christina Ricci's character has. So I thought that that was like a, a cool. Positive thing that this movie did was, like, first of all, stay loyal to its source material in a way that, like, really served it. And also just, like, let the female characters be, like, dark and fucked up and cool and not have it be this, you know, point of contention for the story.
4: This was also a time in the 90s when, like, Riot Girl culture was coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, like, having women, like, rebelling, being into more darker things and, like, grunge and... Um, I, I I imagine that that influenced part of this. The cranberries. Mm-hmm. There, that no. cranberries culture is uh, on the rise. Yeah. In ninety one.
2: Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie is also uh, co-written by a female writer, mm-hmm. who uh, Caroline Thompson mm-hmm. is co-written with Larry Wilson. But Caroline Thompson has a pretty like crazy screenwriting record for like this era of movies specifically. She was in the spooky movie. Genre. Oh yes. Cool. She co-wrote Edward Scissorhands. Yep. She co-wrote The Adams Family. She co-wrote The Secret Garden, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Corpse Bride, like, mm-hmm. and and The Twist. Welcome to Marwin. We don't, <laughs> wow. we don't know. where Welcome to Marwin fits I
1: mean, into her isn't canon. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it always so crazy that whenever there's a good representation of women in film, there's usually a woman who co-wrote it? It's, it's almost like really it makes you <laughs> <cute> think. Hmm.
2: <laughs> hmm. hmm. Hmm.
4: Wonder what that's all my about. My favorite thing in Adam's Family Values is when she's like, Debbie, you enslaved Fester. You took him away from us. And that I can forgive, but pastels. And I, she, like, <laughs> kicks her out. Like, that's my favorite part. She's so... Okay, another thing, she's an icon for her meme of her sipping tea. I've seen so many oh. people use that on Twitter, the Morticia mm-hmm. sipping oh, yeah. the tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Love it. That's the way to really round. establish a legacy okay. is to have a good like GIF of you sipping tea, because yeah. that <laughs> means you'll never truly die, <laughs> sure. yeah. ever. Uh, does anyone have any
3: other f- final thoughts about the film? Oh. I want to see a. Gr- um, I
4: forgot. Is it Melissa? Somebody did a Grown Up Wednesday Adams, but oh. I really oh do that wish- that was
1: uh, that was uh, Melissa Hunter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
4: I want. That mm. I want to see mm-hmm. her what her life is like now. Oh, like a spin-off.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We should. Let's write it that all together. Really Iconic. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh does this movie pass the bechdel test? Yeah. It does. It sure
2: does. Yay. Um
3: there are a few different combinations. Uh Morticia talks to Granny, her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh she talks to Margaret about the finger trap and the charity auction. She talks to Wednesday. Uh, She talks to Wednesday's teachers, we mentioned, uh, who is given a name, Susan Perkins. Mm -hmm. They talk about Wednesday. Um, A lot of the conversations between female characters are about... Like, fester if he is an imposter or they're talking about their dad or, you know, something like that. But there are a few exchanges that definitely pass, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, it's not as much as it should. And I I genuinely wish that you had gotten a little more between Morticia and Wednesday specifically Mm -hmm. because you see moments where they're supporting each other and having each other's back. But you don't actually get to see that just the two of them together um, really much at all. So I wish that there was more of that, but that's it. I mean, for, for 91, this movie, yeah. uh, like really holds up. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Um, they're, they're,
3: I mean, the nineties were so ripe with so much problematic stuff and especially yeah. comedies, which were so about punching down to right. marginalized people. So the fact that this movie doesn't subscribe to that, the the most regressive thing probably is Morticia getting damseled and having to be rescued by her husband, um, but yeah but other
2: than that like yeah it pretty much and it subverts a lot without making a big show of it like it just I don't know it's it's a fun
3: movie it is it and d- queer icon cousin it yes. I'll say it
2: <laughs> and the thing as well oh <laughs> we're at it <laughs> yes. I loved it when the thing was tapping stuff out in Morse code I was like oh. Man, the things working overtime this week <laughs> love it <laughs> Oh,
3: goodness. Uh, Let's rate the movie on our nipple scale, Uh, Mm. zero to five nipples based on its representation of women. Mm. I would say because there's the same number of major female characters as there are male characters, that's pretty rare. Um, The fact that we do see a lot of subversions of tropes, we have these great iconic female characters, and yet the story isn't really about them. It's more focused on the male characters and their relationships. You know, so I think I think it's only like maybe a two and a half. It's like kind of right. I hate to give a nipple score that's Wow-y. like right down the middle. Mm-hmm. But that's what I've decided to do here today. Mm-hmm. So I will give one nip to Morticia one to Wednesday and I will give uh, my half nipple to cousin it cool the end
2: Uh, I'm gonna do three and a half I'm gonna I I was very um psyched to I don't know I mean I think I'm probably like also a little bit like you never expect a movie from 1991 to like really (laughs) hold up and not feel and like be like I'm gonna watch this and never feel bad about it like this is great yeah but I think it is like a pretty impressive Feat that, um, yeah, the, I mean, the two best remembered characters and I think the two best loved characters from this franchise are two women who are, um, while, you know, like un- underwritten in some respects, are for the most part, I mean, they have command of, for Morticia, it's her family uh, and, and and of her marriage as mm-hmm. well. And she's very much an equal in every way and also seems to kind of be in charge in, in a lot of ways. Uh, Wednesday is super smart, also supported by her family and how smart and like fucked up and weird she is mm-hmm. in all respects. Yeah, yeah, I gave it too low. Why did I do two and a half? What am I thinking? I don't know. Let me so persuade strange. you. <laughs> uh and and I also think that like the male characters in this movie are really uh-huh. well written. Like it's, yeah. you know, if you're looking for an example of what a great father is, I think you can't do better than Gomez Adams. He's yeah, sure he's a little gullible if you say you're his dead brother, but then it turns <laughs> out you're his dead brother. True. <laughs> it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like no
3: toxic masculinity in this movie, really. They're kind That's of true. Innocent. And yeah.
2: and like Pugsley, I mean, he he is very fine with being electrocuted by his sister. He isn't <laughs> I feel like little boy, uh, like young, young boy characters are kind of often made out to be emasculated by their sisters or female classmates or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And Pugsley and Wednesday are, again, I think kind of similar to uh, Morticia and Gomez where they're equals and uh, the woman's kind of doing a little more in a lot of cases. And For sure. yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's great. Female villain, I got a, I got three and a half. I almost want to say four. Wow. Uh, I'm uh three and a half nips. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, one to Wednesday, one to Morticia, one to Gomez, and a half to the Thing.
3: Hell yeah, I'm gonna switch mine to three and a half. Also, I made a mistake wow. earlier. Wow. I know. Wow. I'll admit it. Wow. I've never. This is my first mistake, but here it is. <laughs> um. So whoever's you know keeping track of our Wikipedia page and Let the record recording know. the nips, uh, yeah, three and a half, and I'll give my extra nipple. To um Granny, because yes. I think she, we could have seen a little bit more of her. Yeah. You know, older women representation, it's there, but it's not that strong. So let's, okay. I want Granny to be a bigger part of the narrative next time. Love
2: it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, three and a half for me, too. You know, I thought it was great. Like I said, yeah, there could have been like a stronger plot line for the women featured in the film. You know, there's like that light, naggy. Womanness to uh, the bad female characters, or the, mm, sure. but but you know I don't I, I think it's in the way where it's like you know fat and salt you sparingly so you know not too bad sure uh, but yeah I rocked it love Morticia love Wednesday but yeah uh, I guess one nipple to Wednesday two to Morticia and a uh, half to cousin it too you know since everyone's doing it I'll give it maybe
3: cousin it's just
2: one big nipple under there I don't know Part of the thrill is the mystery of it all. True. 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 They had their baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) What? Their baby what? Right. Uh, I'm actually going to give this four. I'm probably biased, but I feel like these women affected so much of my life and my personality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much of my brand uh, is them. I love Wednesday just because she is the smartest person in the family. Mm -hmm. You know, they gave that to a little girl. Yeah. Um uh she's like the shuri of her family. Like she's great at science. She's super into STEM. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, she experiments. She knows chemicals really well. Uh she knows how to push it just far enough that she doesn't actually kill her brother, <laughs> uh but clearly could. She could probably kill everyone in her family if she wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Um she uses bigger words than me, so I respect that. <laughs> um and yeah, I like Morticia. I like that they kept her Like there's a way about her sexuality that doesn't feel like it's a joke or doesn't feel like she's, you know, I love Jessica Rabbit, but like she doesn't feel like that. You know, like she feels so I mean, that so character's much... so
3: heavily sexualized and objectified, whereas Morticia, yeah,
4: yeah. she's heavily sexualized, but like in a cons- in a consensual way with the man that she's in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I love about that is when a lot of guys are like my queen, you know, or whatever on Twitter, like he actually treats her like a queen. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he in the second movie, like you were saying, he was like, "I'm something is wrong. I want you to feel good too." Mm-hmm. You know, after she had her baby. Yeah, I just I love like he was like I would die for her and like the way he says it, you're like, oh, he would literally die for her. He, he goes, goes down on her much? for yes. oh, forty five hours minutes a day. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's coming every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I love that, and yeah, so I'm giving it a four. Mm-hmm two of mine actually i'm gonna give wait how many i can't do math i'm gonna give two to wednesday one to morticia and one to is it margaret for leaving her husband oh yeah for being a woman who realized that she deserved better yes. mm-hmm. leaving her husband for someone that would actually take care of her and mm-hmm. being happy hell yeah
3: and it's a queer relationship because cousin yeah. it is a queer icon <laughs> There you go. anyway on board, on board. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you to the both of you so much for being here. Um, what would you like to plug as individuals, as a podcast, you name it, anything? You got it.
1: I think nerdificent, you know, listen, we're talking about a bunch of nerdy stuff. If you like hearing nerds talk about nerd stuff, listen to that. Uh, it's super fun. (laughs) Danny's a treat, I'm there too. Uh, and uh, I'm you know.
3: uh Horny Lord of Comedy. Wow wow wow. wow. Yeah,
1: look out for the and Horny Humber, Lords of Comedy too. tour coming in 2020. <laughs> uh, just getting that lineup together.
4: Sure. <laughs> but yeah, we really like to tackle I think when Iffy and I started it, we just wanted to we were two people that I feel like uh got left out of the conversation a lot as far as representation in Mm -hmm. nerd fandoms and stuff. And I feel like there's so much gatekeeping that now we get to talk about some of our favorite topics with people that are making them. You Mm -hmm. know, we talk with directors, we talk with showrunners, we talk with voice actors, and it's just really cool that we're kind of like taking the fandom back. Um, So if you're into that, and also it's a, it's an educational, it's a fun you know, comedy-based educational thing. So, like, if if you don't know a lot about Star Trek or you don't know a lot about Buffy the Vampire Slayer,
2: you can listen to funny people talk about it. It's yes. a guilt-free zone. I've, like, stepped into fandoms I knew <laughs> jack shit about, and I was like, I don't feel bad about myself.
3: <laughs> Yay. Can yes, you? please let, so listen to Nerdificent.
2: Uh, thanks again
3: for being here. Any uh, individual socials you want to plug or anything? I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez.
1: Yeah, me, I'm Ify way on Twitter and Instagram. If D's on Twitch if you like to watch people play video games and Hell yeah. Right, right on. Hells to the yes.
3: Yay. And you can follow us on all the social all medias the stuff. at Backdolcast. Mm-hmm. Uh we are on Patreon, aka Matreon. Uh, it's five dollars a month. You get two bonus episodes every month and mm-hmm. it's uh, patreoncom Bechtelcast. You
2: can go to tpublic.com/slashTheBeckdelcast if you want to get those dry scabs, wet scabs shirts. It's <laughs> time for Halloween. Oh yeah, baby! baby. And feminist icon Beetlejuice. We actually Ooh. have a lot of Halloween merch. It's true. Uh, and until uh, next time, uh, uh, what is, we didn't. We never did the theme song. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's some creepy t- and t- they're There's kooky. kooky. all together spooky. <laughs> something, something, something. <laughs> something. <laughs> the Adams Family. <laughs> Da-na-na-na. Oh, Da-na-na-na. I clapped. Who clapped? <laughs> what am I wow. doing? Wow, okay, Caitlin's canceled. Okay. We have to wow. go. Okay, <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh,
0: <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.